Hello and welcome to The Bright Side here on News Radio 1025. WFLA. Yes, you got that down. <laughs> Thank you. I, I, I realized that spacing between the words, that's part of it. Yeah. Uh, I've been calling a lot of uh, people who do a lot of radio voice stuff. <laughs> None of them have talked to me. <clears throat> but so I did some of my own research, and I think that's part of it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so I'm Joel Hunter, and I'm here with my dad. That's the other voice you hear. And oh wait, I forgot to point. <laughs> Joel Hunter. <laughs> oh, we, have, we have this signal that we don't use. 1025 <laughs> professional radio. That's us. Uh, so this is a show uh, that you might have just heard is about uh, about helping uh, you to help others because we we all need help. A little help from my friends. Little, I think Joe Cocker yes. was the first to tell us about that. Yes. Uh, and uh, or and, no, the Beatles. Oh yeah, little with a little help from our friends. Oh yeah, yeah because yeah. that's right. Uh, and then. I guess, well, you were around for that. The Beatles were first, and then Joe Cocker was I, next, exactly, right? Exactly, exactly. So the Beatles did it, and then Joe Cocker kind of like lawlessly, uh, Woodstock style, <laughs> talked about it too. I just, I did not know that that song was anything other than the Wonder Years opening until I was much, much older. I oh, just always right? thought it was written for that. <laughs> like the Full House theme was written for Full House. Yes. Uh, I'm assuming. Wait, was that also a I real song? I don't know. Whatever happened to the good, what do we do? I don't know. I don't remember the lyrics. No, I think it might have been a real song because uh, now that I think about it, I think like uh, Louis Armstrong or somebody sang that. I'm not sure. We don't have a, a huge research department. They've been focusing on other stuff, specifically stuff like fact, fun facts, like who was born on this date in history. So today's June 8th, uh, and uh, this would have been, let's see, how long? Are the, uh, about 150 years ago. Um, uh, in 1867, Frank Lloyd Wright, Fam famous architect, famous architect, uh, and then, in an eerie coincidence, a <laughs> hundred and ten years later to the day, Kanye West and, was born. And ar an architect of language. <laughs> That's right. One famous for cantilever and his and his bars structure. Uh, the other. Spitting bars. That's what they say about rappers. <laughs> nice. Spitting bars. Spitting bars. Yeah. I, I did I think, not know that. Yeah. I, uh, I heard that on, How a, could I have missed on that? a rap song one time. <laughs> and uh, they were like, you spit bars, man. And I was like, what? And I rewound it uh, like a tape deck. And then it was, that's actually what they said. That's, I'll be. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's uh, I listened to, I don't listen to a lot of rap. I was going to say I do. And then I was just like, no, anyone nah. hearing, anyone hearing this would be like, that guy's a lion. Uh, so, uh, yeah, so they, that uh, happy birthday, Kanye West, if you're listening. Um, he may call in later. We'll yeah, see. Yeah. We'll see. It wouldn't, it wouldn't be the most surprising thing he's <laughs> Bizarre done. Bizarre thing. Yeah. yeah. Be like, this. that was uh, erratic. But June 8th is, uh, you were telling me, Pop, that June 8th is also, actually, or did mom look it up Mom looked it oh, up. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's uh, Friendship Day. N National Friendship Day. One of the things interesting to me about that is that, how many days there are, like there's national day for everything. You, you know? there's, a, there's actually a site. I've, I've seen this site and you, and you say, and I can't remember the name of the site. You can Google it, but there's a, there's a, you know, what is, what is this the national day of? And there's always like four or five categories. That's a national day. Oh, like for each day, there's for it's, each it's day multiple of days. the year. There huh. is a national cat day or a national. Huh. I wonder if I know, could, I wonder if I could get in on that. Yeah. Like if there's like a, I don't know, laser day or, National, or re refractive surgery day. There should be. Yeah. You know, I've, I found out like, I don't know, eight years after becoming a doctor that there was a doctor's day. And no Is one, there really? Yeah. No one had ever told me. What? Yeah. And then somebody, uh, we had somebody new on staff that I think was just nice and wanted to 
like they must have thought it was a thing. They're like, they brought like a little card and they're oh. like, happy doctor's day. And oh. I was like, there's a what? I was, I was really, <laughs> nurse's day gets big press, but not, it's kind of a mother's father's day thing all over again. Ooh, ooh, that was unintentionally sexist. I didn't mean that because of the, uh, the sex <laughs> traditionally associated. Never, never uh, mind. Never mind on that. But I did mean by, uh, by a whole like, uh, nurse's day, you, you hear all about that. There's a lot of, there's a lot of stuff in a lot of nurses get, uh, those, uh, Different keychains that have the snakes going around the things. Oh you know, yeah, the, the staff yeah. That of, was that was a, a a symbol of healing from Moses in the desert. Huh? Yeah, a snake going up a, a staff. I remember and, that. Yeah, you look on this and you will be healed, and that became the symbol of medicine. What What was it? Did, was it snakes bit them, and then that was what? Yeah, yeah. Huh. Yeah, they were having they were having terrible. Terrible snake problem. Terrible snake times. Yeah. Snakes, snakes were the uh, the cause of and solution to all their problems. I know. A, it was a real snake-heavy time in, in the desert then. Um, what was I talking about? Oh, uh, Doctor's Day. Yeah, most med school classes are 50-50 now. Uh, half half oh, men, half yeah, women. Yeah, I'm not yeah. surprised. Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, uh, in ours, <laughs> there were, they were slightly, more, slightly more girls than, than boys. It was interesting. Uh, it's going to be too much of a there's, rabbit there's, trail. There's, no, there's a National Pastor's Day. Is there? Yeah, in, in October. Yeah, I I'm remember. gonna. I'm gonna ask. You should get real nice I, cards. I want you to estimate how many uh, praying hands sculptures have you gotten? <laughs> I know. Oh my goodness! Over, over the course of oh your life. Oh my goodness! All, oh my, my goodness! All I know is my my house growing up was dominated with praying hands. Oh sculptures, my goodness! And, and we never bought a single one. It was like it was like every. What do we get the pastor? And it was some form of kitsch that was either. I remember your mom and I. <laughs> Go, we were we were in a small town or a small par- parish in in southern Indiana, um, and people for Christmas would not only buy us, you know, glowing praying hands, <laughs> but 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 I remember one picture um, of Jesus knocking on the door, and it was one of those three D three D pictures where if you moved your head, you could see him knock literally. <laughs> the, really, the hand moved, knocking on really, the door. It was really, like, oh my gosh, where am I going to put that? The other thing we got a lot of was precious moment sculptures. Yes, the, with the giant headed children, uh, <laughs> where like one one was putting a band aid on the other one or something. It was always like a kid listening to a cat's heart with a stethoscope. <laughs> they were they were precious moments. <laughs> those, <laughs> those were well. Those are awesome. Well named. Yeah. That if you're an eye doctor, uh, you can just you can just know in advance you're going to get an eye chart of some form for every yes. Christmas and birthday for the rest of your life, uh, and it, it always spells out something like. The future is what you make it, or something. But in eye chart form, this is an eye chart. Uh, it's uh, it, and they're not they're not they're not standardized at all. Even you can't even use them in yeah. the clinic. Uh, I tried and then found out no these these are just purely for decorative purposes. But I think anytime anyone sees that, they're like, you know, who'd like that? The eye doctor in my life. <laughs> exactly. Then, so, There's nobody else that would. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, even the eye doctor. It's, a, it's called a niche market. Yeah. It really is. You just like, <laughs> we have a great idea. Now it's only going to sell to 0.0001% of the population, <laughs> but we're going to put these eye charts that make people read them and say something inspirational. Uh, but anyway, that's uh, today's not eye doctor day or pastor day. It's friendship day. Uh, and so we were going to spend today just kind of talking about Friendship. Yeah, just friends, you know, yeah. what what makes a good friend, how to be a good friend. Let me, t- let me tell you how, how I um, figure into this, or my my um, um, latest focus f- figures into this. Most of the people that we run into that are in trouble financially or really struggling 
are people without a social fabric. Mm. Um, they're very isolated. They have no friends. Um, <clears throat> even the families only have their family. They don't have, they're not woven into a larger social fabric. And part of the cure of uh, <clears throat> being devastated um, uh, financially is to get into a larger um, social uh, community. Mm. And so when we talk about friendship, friendship is not just uh, so that you won't be lonely. Friendship is so that you not only have <clears throat> the support and encouragement you need, but have the recuperative powers that you need. That's what friends do for you. Is, do you think that that's a, uh, is it a chicken and egg type thing? Is, is it a an isolating uh, incident that, that, that makes is it is it an it, does it make you isolate yourself to be it in does. that position or it is does. it something where you didn't have that friendship and that's how you yeah, end up well, there? Th- two things happen with poor people. One is they they self isolate out of shame, mm-hmm. uh, but the other is uh, they've already gone through uh, all of their closest relationships asking mm-hmm. uh, you know for resources, and finally this the 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 um, um, re- the the people just. Um, isolate them yeah. and just say no, no more. And, and so then they're, they're kind of, you know, all alone. Yeah. I, I remember one of the things that, that you said early on that, that, that was the most uh, memorable for me when we, when you first started getting more and more involved in this stuff was this, was this idea of the, the, the resource that people run out of is meaningful relationships, relationships. and, and yeah. then, uh, and then it goes from there. Um, and uh, I just want to make a promise to everybody listening that the uh, next segment will get uh, cheerier than this one. That's uh, right. It's going to go up from here. It's only going up from here. We're going to get you some friends. <laughs> That's right. We'll see you in a couple of minutes after this break. song oh yeah yeah you know i did not know that that was a real song before the golden girls (laughs) it really was the amount of my musical knowledge that's been shaped only by sitcoms (laughs) is embarrassing (laughs) that is yeah that was i i know every word to that song or at least every word to the first verse and chorus (laughs) that's right uh and i also can picture uh where uh rose and blanche and dorothy were (laughs) at each point in that song your heart is true, you're a pal and a confidant. That was a good song. Uh, so that is a, a tribute to, to National Friendship Day. It is, which, which is today. Which is today. And uh, today might be other national days. We're not sure. There's, there's a, I just found out last segment that there's like 18 days happening at any given time. It's, it could be National Cotton Day, National, yeah. national Newt Day. I'm not sure. Uh, but uh, today we're talking about friendship. Uh, and so... Uh, Pop, you uh, you're a researcher. Yeah. I think I got that from you, uh, and uh, and so you you did a little bit of research uh, just on like the, you know, there's there's words mean something, you know, and so there's a kind of standardized like people have looked and said, what does it take to be a good friend? What what is yeah. you know what what would be the definition of a good friend? Uh, attributes, things that are there yeah. or definitely aren't there. Um, what'd you find? Well, there's there are several places where you... How can I learn to have friends is what <laughs> know, I'm asking. What do I do? <laughs> <laughs> well, first of all, I, this was... Uh, boy, there's a hundred things going around in my mind here. Uh, but I was listening um, recently to um, a um, 
a documentary on the Kennedy dynasty mm-hmm. and how imp- how that family was each other's best friends. This um, family is all of my best friends. <laughs> nah, it wasn't very good. It's hard if you don't have an R in there. It's hard to do. But yeah, they were. I mean, that's true. I mean, I mean, the most famous one is is John and Bobby. You know, right? They, you know, exactly. bringing them on as his attorney general. But yeah, I mean, they they really were. It was a tight knit family they group. They really friends. were, and and uh, and I I feel the same way about our family. That's why I even brought it up because a lot of my best friendships are in our family. Mm-hmm. Uh, but. For those um, who are are looking more general or more um, um, outside the family, there's an interesting article in the Huffington Post uh, just a few months ago um, by uh, Robert uh, Rowney, who is a DO. Could you explain the difference to me between a DO and an MD? Uh, yeah, sure. Uh by the way, Robert uh, Rowney is uh, he's also famous. He's the inventor of Rice Rowney. <laughs> he's he's got just when you think you know everything big rice bucks uh <laughs> yeah, so a do uh so uh md there it's it's the the m is for medical and and the d and and all of those is for doctor um for a do it's a doctor of osteopathy and and originally the idea was that it would be a, a separate track of medical education, uh, kind of a, a separate but equal type of idea of, you know, these are focused on different things. And still there are purists uh, who want to be uh, specialists in osteopathic medicine, and so they choose that intentionally. Uh, now, the, osteopathic medicine, what does that mean? The idea behind it, and there's it's there's some truth to it. Oh, I'm going to get angry letters. Luckily, not a lot of people are listening, uh, but, <laughs> but, but, uh, but, uh, osteopathic medicine, the idea behind it is this general, um, alignment of your, of all of your musculoskeletal system oh. contributes greatly to your health. And so there's these, you know, the legends of osteopathy are these doctors that were able to, uh, tell, uh, you know, there was this guy, I can't remember what his name was, Dr. Andrew Weil, uh, who's a, who's a, a naturalist health guy. He, he was a Harvard MD, but he got really into osteopathic medicine later. And then, I'll, and then also not brushing teeth and stuff, uh, a bunch of natural stuff. Uh, one of those people that's like, I don't need deodorant because of what I eat, but everybody's like, he kind of does. <laughs> uh, uh, but uh, he talks about this doctor that was able to, you know, uh, feel a single human hair under 30 sheets of paper because he so finely had tuned his fingers to be able to see, sense alignment and and be able to tell if anything was out of, you know, so they're, the, they're, they're kind of like... Uh, uh, they're supposed to be like the ultimate chiropractors, you know, oh, okay. and, and and to get your uh, your head sitting on your atlas and axis bones just right on your oh, vertebrae. Okay. Um, and then uh, it, what it turns out to be now is there's there are there are DOs that are uh, amazing doctors. One of the best doctors I ever worked with was it was a DO, um, and uh, and then there are MDs who are good too, uh, but. In general, it's uh, easier to get into DO school than than MD school. Uh, there's this there's this test called the MCAT, the Medical College Admissions Test, and the average score to get into an MD school is is well, this is old information now, uh, but in my day, uh, it was somewhere around you know twenty nine thirty was it was a story to get, and then for for DO schools, it was usually about five or six points lower than mm-hmm. that to get in. So a lot of people did it as a as a fallback plan, which was great because you get all the same training and you learn to be a doctor. So mm-hmm. that's what a deal is. Okay. Well, this guy, thank you, because I, I always get confused when I see that. But they can do everything <clears throat> an MD can do, all the same residencies, everything. Can they do surgery? Uh-huh. 
Oh, I did not know that. Okay, good. Um, so this guy's a certified psychiatrist and is the director of the clinic, <laughs> Cleveland Clinic Mood Disorder Unit. Oh, wow. Which I need to go into <laughs> periodically when I'm in a bad mood. Yeah. I just need to go to a unit. Yeah. But anyhow, so he listed um, certain habits uh, that genuine um, friends possess. And and just a few of those are, uh, first of all, you there's a you know you have a genuine friend because they push us to be more accepting of ourselves. Mm. Um, and a friend will do that. I mean, uh, people know that I feel closer to someone who not only accepts me for like I am. One one said um, one of the definitions was they knew who you they know who you are and they're not ashamed to be seen in public with you. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> so, um, um, but it but in contrast, it says. Uh, they not only accept us, uh, they, they help us be more accepting of ourselves, but they'll also call us out when we're in the wrong. Yeah. Um, so, so you know you got a good friend when they're honest with you. Yeah. I mean, I think that really, def- that really separates, you know, friends from, from sycophants. You know, there's this, uh, there's, it's hard to feel like you have a genuine, genuine relationship with somebody uh, if you only hear <laughs> Uh, stuff that you're doing is good. Cause I think people have enough of a sense of self, at least most people do uh, to know uh, when they're not really uh, reaching their potential or not doing stuff that they should right. do. And so right. if you have somebody that's just uh, that's there as an echo chamber to be like, yep, keep doing what you're doing. Yeah. Uh, it can be people that are around you and be even people that you like being around, but it's hard to really call that a, you know, a friendship. I think, exactly. I think that's why a lot of uh, uh, there's, this talk about this, uh, there's this idea of being, uh, it's lonely at the top. You know, a lot of celebrity, a lot of people that have achieved huge, uh, huge amounts in their life, they talk about the, you know, the loneliness of that position because you, the number of people that will be honest with you probably diminishes right. over time. Right. Or the number of people that will be like, those mismatched socks are, that's the new trend. You did great with that. <laughs> yeah. uh, that, that number increases over time. Uh, my goal is to have only those people. <laughs> Just, well, the, the, you're right because the, I mean, not about having only those people around us, but, but there's, a, there's a difference, and all of us sense it intuitively, uh, between people who make us um, feel better and people who make us be better. Mm-hmm. And, and some people have settled for, I just want, I just want to feel better. Mm-hmm. Uh, but people who really still want to make a difference and make a difference in this world want to be better. And so they will surround themselves not with mean people or critical people, because that's, that's a whole different thing. Yeah. And it, those are real easy to find. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's, that's way too easy to find. And, and some, uh, masochists, you know, people who insist on punishing themselves just hang around critical people and get criticized all the time. Yeah. And that's, that's not productive either. Uh, but a friend really will um, be honest enough with you to help you be better uh, and hope that, that you do become better and mm-hmm. they'll support you all the way. Um, another couple of, of uh, qualities I said, they keep our stress in check um, and they have our backs even when life gets tricky. Yeah. So, you know, I'd say a friend would be somebody where like, if you threw a party and invited everyone you knew, <laughs> you'd see the biggest gift would be from me. And the, and the card attached would say, thank you for being a friend. It's probably like the most, the small, the shortest summary of a really good, the, the, per, deep. the person who brings the biggest gift to the party. <laughs> yeah, it is true though about, I mean, the stress levels in check. One of the things that I have, uh, uh, that, well, I'll just say this and then we got to go to a break, but um, 
one of the things about bad moods is that weird uh, being sad or mad. There's that weird self-perpetuating. You want to stay mad, you or you want to stay sad. There's something yeah. you know. There's that thing that like makes you look at things that make you sadder, and the thing that you know you think about more stuff to make you madder because you want to stay in that mood. Um, and that's an isolating thing, uh, and and that you know is not healthy, and it builds stress uh, higher than it needs to be. And the the relief valve for that, by far the most effective one, is to be around people that are real friends. You know, that care yeah. about you and and help help out with that. Um, there's more stuff to talk about with friendship, and uh, we're going to talk about that when we get back from this break. Welcome back to the bright side here on. New, that's too much pause, wasn't it? it was too much, too much pause. Hold on. Here on News Radio 1025 WFLA, I'm working on my radio voice timing. Uh, it's not coming along well, but today I'm here with uh, my dad. We're both named Joel Hunter. We are. And uh, that is not a coincidence. Uh, it's because my name was almost Obadiah. <laughs> I wanted the name Obadiah. I loved the name Obadiah, but your mother... Tricked me. Yeah. And for the three or four people out there listening who are named Obadiah, solid name. Solid yep. name. Good for Not you. Not one I could have pulled off, though. <laughs> it was tough enough. Yeah. Being, having, having cool initials yeah. like JD, but, uh, but Obadiah, woof. Yeah. Would've, that would have been. Your I mother, as usual, was right. Yeah. And then she's like, well, what if we name after you? And then, you, and then you're like, yeah, okay, that's, 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 a, that's a solid name. Today's Friendship Day. And we're, is that National Friend? Is that what it's called? National Friendship Day. This is it. So, uh, so that is uh, what we're talking about today is, is friends, what it takes. To be a good friend, uh, we sang the friend song, uh, <laughs> which was the Golden Girls song. And uh, and the, this segment, we thought it'd be interesting to talk about some friendships over history uh, that were maybe not well-known, kind of unlikely friendships throughout history. Uh, and uh, Pop, as always, has has some good examples. <laughs> well, one of the things I've, you know, I've always loved boxing because I watched boxing with my <clears throat> grandfather, the Saturday Night Fights and and Gillette fights, and uh, they came on, in, uh, um, interestingly enough, uh, right after a Lawrence Welk show. So we'd, huh. we'd watch Lawrence Welk with my grandmother, and I'd watch Saturday Night Fights with my grandfather. <clears throat> and I did not know this, but Joe Lewis and Max Schmeling were actually friends. Huh. They fought for the world championship, and back in the day of World War II, and, of course, Joe Lewis was a, was an African-American and Max Schmeling was the German champion. Oh. And so he symbolized, he didn't want to, but he symbolized um, <clears throat> the, the Nazi like, regime. Kind of the Aryan. Yeah, the yeah. Aryan. Yeah. yeah. So when he beat Joe Lewis the, full time, uh, the first time, it was advertised in all the paper, uh, papers that in Germany that this is proof of the Aryan superiority and so on and so forth. Man, they... <clears throat> if, uh, just a just a time machine would have shown him how that wasn't going to stay wasn't going to stay true very long. <laughs> exactly. They never met Mike Tyson, I guess. <laughs> I <know. laughs> but but uh, a, a couple of years later, um, they had, or no, not even that long. They had a, a rematch, and Joe Lewis won, um, and 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 they became good enough friends that when Joe Lewis died, Max Schmeling paid for part of his funeral. Huh? Isn't that neat? How about that? Yeah, I did not know that. I've only I've I'd heard of Joe Lewis's name. I'd never heard of Max Schmeling. Yeah, I tried really hard to, because you mm -hmm. you you carried on the tradition and you'd watch boxing with Josh and Isaac and I, 
And I would try. <laughs> I just, uh, <laughs> man, it's uh, I think I think people that really like boxing, they see something in there that I'm not seeing. Yeah. Uh, like there's a, cause it's, there's a science to it, you know? And, yeah. but when people are like, boy, I'll tell you what, that, uh, Mayweather, <laughs> he's, he's the greatest defender. Uh, he's the greatest boxer. And I'm just like, what, what are we watching? Cause it's just like, it, and he doesn't get hit very much, but that and also. I still, I still turn it on with your mom when I'm watching, um, you know, I, I flip around channels and, and your mom will say, Oh, he has pretty shorts. Look at those shorts. <laughs> going, oh man, I can't watch it with. I can't watch this with you. This isn't the same. <laughs> that's really. That's really great. Um, who else? Well, there was there, there was a fascinating one to me, and Helen Keller and Mark Twain. Now, huh. just just for you people, young people who may not know who Helen Keller was. To to relate it to the last one, I mean, <clears throat> she depended a lot on her sense of smelling. <laughs> <laughs> Helen, <laughs> Helen Keller could not see and could not speak. Uh, she was she she, she was, was deaf. deaf. Yeah, yeah, that was deaf. Uh, she was deaf, um, and so um, for her to have a friendship with um, apparently she also this is this is ironic. She was really good friends with Alexander Graham Bell. Huh. Uh, who was telephone inventor? The, huh? Exactly, huh. master of of communication devices. Interesting. Yeah, and uh, and so, um, but she was um, invited um, to um, a reception, um, and um, Twain and his friend dropped in. Samuel Clemens, um, Mark Twain, and um, um, alias Mark Twain dropped in and she was only 14 at the time, but somehow they formed a friendship. Mm. And when she wrote her autobiography at 22, uh, Mark Twain went out of his way to, uh, to write her and tell her how much he enjoyed it. And so oh, on. that's so really, really a, cool. Maintained a friendship. That's really interesting. Mark Twain and Helen Keller. I know. Yeah. That one is really, that one I would, I would not have guessed. That's that really interesting. Yeah. Uh, cause you, you'd think he'd, uh, we want to be friends mostly with people that just could react to all his quips. He seems like Mark Twain seems like being friends with him would be kind of like being friends with like Chandler Bing uh, from from the oh, show yeah. Friends. You oh know? yeah, like that. No matter what, no matter what was happening, he'd have something really quippy to say. Because <laughs> there's a Mark Twain quote for like no matter what, no matter what subject you're talking about, there's there's Mark Twain. There quotes is, for. He really, clever. He was a quotable man. He was. Uh, his uh, he's in Bartlett's like a thousand million times. Yeah, that's a billion. Uh, a billion times I could have just said. Um, who else? What oh, other, okay. what I got, other I got more. friendships? No, yeah. I got more. These are these are awesome. Um, another one was, I just thought about this. Oh, um, a list is just a sentence written long ways. That's a Mark Twain quote. <laughs> no, I just made that one. <laughs> Listen to this one. Ella Fitzgerald and Marilyn Monroe. Huh. Ella Fitzgerald. Now, Ella Fitzgerald, for those of you, you know, again, these are, this is my, this is my, actually my mom's generation. Um, but she was, um, a phenomenal singer. Was she the one, is she the, <clears throat> is it her that sang at last first? Like the, the, at last, my love has come along. I think so. I think so. Or was um, that Mahalia hold Jackson? On, hold on. Tom's shaking his head. No. Producer Tom. Producer Tom. My lonely days are over. Uh, I'm going to keep singing until you find it. <laughs> and my is like a song. <laughs> Anyhow. What? I thought it was, Ella. <clears throat> It is Ella Fitzgerald. Look, you can tell he's yeah. seeing it. He's seeing it. Um, but whoever it was was not happy that Beyonce sang it again. <laughs> they, yeah, uh, they, they it was, oh, like, that right? it was like a thing because yeah, she oh. sang it. She sang it for 
Etta James. Etta James. Oh, okay. Crud. Close enough. Yeah, Ella Fitzgerald, also <clears throat> a singer, though. Yes. That, that's right. Oh, right? she was a phenomenal singer. And uh, But evidently, Marilyn Monroe helped her really become famous because um, she was uh, slated to, um, she, she, she applied to perform at the Macambo nightclub in Hollywood. Uh-huh. Uh, and they weren't going to have her probably because she was black. Yeah, race thing probably, and, yeah. And um, so Marilyn Monroe called the manager and said, if you have Ella Fitzgerald, I will come and sit in the first row. <laughs> That's cool. And she did that. And because she did that, all the press covered Ella Fitzgerald. And that's one of the ways she became absolutely famous. That's really, really interesting. I, uh, uh, I For one, I did not know they were contemporaries. Like I, I had Etta James's, I'm sorry, Ella Fitzgerald. Apparently they're like the same person in my head. <laughs> yeah. Same thing happens when I try to picture Einstein or Mark Twain. I can't picture their faces different. It's really hard for they me to kind of do which one I'm actually. thinking of. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I didn't know that they were contemporaries. Um, and, uh, um, but that, I mean, that makes sense then. But that's a neat, that's a... That level of celebrity where you just say, "I'll come, I'll come sit there," and, uh, and, and that that does it for you. Um, that's know. that's really impressive. Explains a lot. She's a, that Marilyn Monroe. Uh, she she was a she was a special lady, and I found that out uh, from Elton John uh, from the Norma Jean song. Oh, uh, that was, I think that was about her. Uh, uh, that goodbye, Norma Jean. Yeah. Oh, I never knew you is at that, all. Is that the Candle uh, in the Wind thing? Uh, candle in the Wind, oh, yeah. yeah. And then he rewrote it for uh, Diana, Princess Diana. Oh. good. And then he, yeah, because he, then he changed it to Goodbye England's Rose. Oh. Yeah, and uh, and sang it again. But you got to, I mean, you think of the level of, uh, of, of a great, genuine person you've got to be to have Elton John write a song about you. It's yeah. like, it's, it's her, uh, Rocket Man. We don't know who that was, <laughs> uh, Benny of Benny and the Jets. There's not a lot. There's not a lot of people to get that honor. Um, we uh, Tom's was signaling that we have to go to a break. Uh, I think that we only have one segment left after this. So yeah. anyway, we're going to cover everything that we wanted to cover uh, about friendship that you never knew when we come back from this break. Welcome back to the bright side. I'm Joel Hunter, and I'm here with my dad, Joel Hunter. And this is News Radio 1025 WFLA. That, that timing felt I like all right. That, that, yeah. that felt that Yeah, felt it right. just got, got it over with. I just, you know, it was my last segment. <laughs> I had to get it right on this one uh, in honor of Friendship Day, which yes. is the whole theme of the show, talking about friends, talking about issues, uh, and, uh, and, and issues with friends. And then we just covered all these unlikely friendships. Uh, producer Tom told us about, he added one to the list off the top of his head. He yes. doesn't even have a this researcher. This guy is a genius. Uh, but apparently Don Rickles and Bob Newhart. Yes. Who really, do, they really did have different style because Bob Newhart was, more, he'd got kind of like that. That was his whole thing. <laughs> and, he would, and it was good. It worked for him. Uh, I did not know he was a comedian. I just knew him from the Newhart show. Uh, and then, but I saw one of his stand-up oh, he was and he's still, unbelievable. Yeah. He, he's still, and he's still kicking. He's like 111 years old. Is still, that right? Yeah, he's still. And then Don Rickles. He shows up on uh, the Big Bang Theory. Oh, does he? Oh, yeah. He's on the Big Bang Theory. Yeah, I haven't seen him on that. Oh, yeah. Of course, I haven't seen that show. But He's hilarious. Uh, uh, and then Don Rickles, uh, famous for just being uh, the meanest man alive. <laughs> he was. The, yeah. He had cut down to a, man. an art. Yeah. Oh, man, that guy was hilarious. Yeah, think, think about how funny you have to be that people would be like, say something horrible about I me. I know. I know. Please. Abuse me. I'll <laughs> think it's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. It's really, it's really something. He was really good. Um, so uh, so yeah. that was uh, that was the, the unlikely friendship that, uh, that, that we added. Um, 
friendships in in our own lives. I, I tried really hard to think of uh, of good sto- stories of uh, of of friendship uh, from my life, uh, but I've I've really I've I've just had a couple close friends ever, and the stories uh, aren't interesting. They're just kind of like this one time. We went to Starbucks and they gave us each other's drinks <laughs> and we didn't know till we took the first sip and then we switched it out and it was okay. Uh, so that was my, that was my story. You always, you always have better stories though uh, than I do well, just I, in general. I, I just remember this one time when I was in high school that <clears throat> we went to, I was a senior and, uh, and we went to the beach as just as a group and I rode with somebody else and, <clears throat> and there was this really good looking girl there who seemed attracted to me, and I was certainly attracted to her. <clears throat> Sorry. And it came time to go, um, and and this girl was from another place. And so all of my buddies said, hey, w- we got to go seriously. And uh, I said, well, just give me like 10 more minutes. And so they gave me 10 more minutes. Ultimately, they had to leave. And and I said, just go, you know, because I'll, I'll, figure, out, I'll figure out a way to get home. And and now I know I've got a really strict mom. If I get home late, she's going to kill me. I'll mm-hmm. be grounded for the rest of my duration at home, and and so on and so forth. And so when they left, I thought, "What did I just? Do? I cannot <laughs> believe." But I, you know, continued to talk to the girl, and it was very pleasant. But I was worried, increasingly worried, the whole time. Yeah. And I wasn't enjoying the conversation as much as I thought I yeah. would. Yeah. She's and like, then, "Are you crying?" I know. Yeah. <laughs> no, and just when it got dark, and I thought I'm not even going to be able to hitchhike home, the guys showed back up. Oh, and wow. they said we just couldn't leave you, you know. And I thought that's friendship. That's really, you know? really nice. Yeah. I, I mean, they 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 had to do what they had to do, but they just couldn't leave me behind. That's so really, I've always, really nice. I've always remembered that. That really is cool. Yeah, I've never heard that story before. No, no man left behind. But that's really, I mean, that's that's nice. They really did. I, I. It's possible I'm here today because they did that. Just That's because, true. Uh, because <laughs> your, your life may have my, ended. My mom, she, she 90 was. pounds soaking wet, <laughs> but she could take you out. <laughs> That's exactly right. Um, I, uh, I just, all of, all the friendships I had growing up were, uh, the, I just, I, well, I don't, in case anyone hears it later, I don't want to say that we were nerds, but it was, it basically <laughs> was, you know, I mean, I had, I had, it was just at different points, uh. I had one whole friendship that was just based entirely off of uh, the fact that uh, uh, he had hamsters, and we really thought that was great. And we were just <laughs> well, that's all right. Kip Peterson, that was he was, yeah. my, he was my best friend for like five years. Yeah, uh, yeah. I still know his parents. Uh, there, yep. yeah. He was he was good, good people, good folks. Good um, but I don't. I didn't get any great life lessons out of that, really. Um, except that we really we really enjoyed talking with each other. You had and, some good medical school friends. Uh, you know what? That's a really good point. Yeah. I did. I did. You know what? Uh, you went that, through the fire together. I did. That's true. And and that's that. You know, there's that whole like kind of forged in fire thing. Um, one of my very very best friends to this day, uh, John Branch, who's a, he's an ophthalmologist in Texas now. Um, he and I liked the same girl. Uh, the first year I didn't know that. of med school. Yeah, we both liked the same girl. And we both said, I remember there was one night we were sitting at this uh, uh, restaurant um, and uh, called the Brickyard. Wasn't a bar, Mom. Uh, there might have been a bar there, but it was a restaurant. Uh, and so <laughs> we were sitting there and uh, we realized we both liked this girl. And we both knew that we liked this girl. And med school class is 100 people. I mean, so it's, and you're with them all day, every day. So you kind of get to know everybody really well. And we were like, you know what, man? We can't let a girl come between us. We're just this. We're gonna be bigger than that. Our friendship's more important. Uh, so you know, you're all right. And so we kind of were like, yeah, okay. And then I, because I am a slug, as I, as I was leaving, I was like, you know what? 
I just just go over to that girl's house because uh, John won't be there, uh, and uh, this will be great. And so I did. I went I went to the, her apartments and then uh, pulled in. I was sitting there in the in the parking lot in the dark, about to you know call her up and see if she wanted to hang out and go watch a movie or something. I'm sitting there. I'm like, ah, I was really wrestling with. I was like, man, what am I doing? This is this is. Ah, this isn't friendship. And then, uh, and then I looked, and uh, under the streetlights, I saw something moving. Uh, it was a figure, a male figure. And then when I got to the next streetlight, I looked, and I was like, "Is that John?" And and it was. And, and then I realized we were really suited for each other. You are. We, both, we both, and you know, ultimately, we ended up. Uh, that really solidified our friendship because we uh, we both really uh, we both really felt bad about it. That's uh, awesome. Yeah, but it really that's a true that's a story. Great story. That's a true story that actually happened. Uh, and then, but it really over time uh, that that friendship, and then uh, with uh, Brad, who's an orthopedic surgeon in in North Florida now, and Stan, who's a neuroradiologist in South Florida. Um, they, we formed this kind of network and it's just, it's amazing. There's that whole, what's that strand of three or whatever, you know, cord of many yeah. strands of fiber and low, how many cubits the fiber can produce. I don't know. Uh, but it's something in the Bible that says, you know, the, the cord of three strands, not, not easily, not easily broken. broken. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and that's true. And that's kind of what friendship, uh, is in general. Uh, and so this whole thing is just to, to talk about how important that is, and uh, yeah, and tell your friends, people. tell your friends, thank you. T- tell your friends you appreciate them, and and you're glad that you have a friend in them. Yeah, and you know what? And then after that, uh, get a little portable keyboard, piano, and <laughs> and be like, ding, 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 thank you for being a friend. And if they stay there for the duration of the song, that's a test. That's a true friend to know uh, if if that's your if that's really uh, your real friend. Um, Pop. Uh, what I did there was I ended the show exactly 90 seconds before the end of the show. Wow. And so what we have now mm. is a lightning round. Do you have one last story, a red bricker story, anything like that, that fills up exactly now <laughs> uh, 80 seconds uh, to fill up the end of the show? Well, here, here's my here's my last story. Um, you guys, you and your brother, um, um, have become really good friends of your mom and I. And you know, you can't be friends when you're parents and children. Uh, but once there's a breakthrough and you come to a peer level, mm-hmm. and you and and Josh are just incredible on your own. I mean, you're you are a successful surgeon. Um, Josh is a successful CEO. Um, and now we're more on a colleague level, and it just is so uh, fulfilling to your mom and I to actually be close friends with you guys, um, and um, and to have you as probably our very best friends uh, in the world. That's that's kind of how it should. Be. That's how it feels for us too. And that's I didn't I didn't know if uh, if if that would work in the show because of what you said about you know parents and kids. But you're right. Once it once it's adult, I mean, um, Josh and Kate. And you and mom are the, you know, the four closest people in my life. And, and I think it's because all of those definitions of, you know, someone that will help take the stress off of you, somebody that will make you be your best and somebody will help you help others more. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the stuff that, that really does matter. Um, so uh, thanks, best friend. Uh, <laughs> thank you for being a friend. <laughs> and that is it for today's episode. It was our friendship episode. Uh, we'll try to do it once a year. Uh, we'll see if we do this again next year. In the meantime, have a great night, and thanks for listening to The Bright Side. Yeah.